Thanks for listening to Mindfulness for the Modern Family podcast, where we dive deep into all things parenting and family. We talk about what mindfulness means within the family dynamic and how self-care is crucial, not only for ourselves, but for those we love. I'm your host, Shayla Peary. As a guided meditation teacher, mindful parenting has always been, well, top of mind for me as I raise my daughter. I'm curious to know what others have experienced and what we can learn from each other and our kids. You can find more episodes at shaylapiri.ca or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Today, we're joined by Kevin Sykes, who shares his journey raising his two daughters after losing his wife to stomach cancer five years ago. Kevin leads with positivity, showing us that love is possible even after loss. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. You're the father of two girls. Tell us about them. What are their ages and names? Sure. Uh, there's Alice. She just turned 19 last month. Uh, and then her sister, uh, Georgia, uh, she's going to be 13, another teenager, uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. And so how have these teenage years been for you so far? Everyone talks about, you know, oh, girls are awesome until they're teenagers and then you know, your life is a complete <laughs> disaster. Uh, but, I mean, Touchwood, they've been great humans. They're, they're really happy uh, awesome people yeah. they have their moments between themselves like siblings like you know which totally um but it's been yeah it's been it's been awesome oh that's fantastic that's good i'm in it now with my daughter she's 16 and uh it's uh it's a bit of a different ball game i'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> so one question i ask everybody is what is the one thing that you wish somebody told you about becoming a parent yeah. um that you didn't know before you came became a parent um yeah, I, it's that, and it, that's an interesting question um, because, I mean, you look through like historically and every parent generation switches from the previous generation. Mm -hmm. Like we grew up with very distant parenting, I think, where you grew up in that generation where you went out and no yeah. one knew where you were and you <laughs> came home when dinner was and there was only one dinner on the dinner table. Oh, and yeah. You liked it or you lumped it and now we've gone through that helicopter parenting where we've gone reverse where I think people have realized like, Oh my God, you know, I was missing this in my life and, and they have this different way of bringing up their kids. But I think the, the biggest thing that someone would tell me was just, just being present, just being present for your kids and maybe not interfering that much because, you know, you've had to find that right balance of not doing everything for them so they don't have the tools to cope with everything and do things like independently. Yeah, I totally agree. And so um, what does being present look like for you? What does that mean in, in your family dynamic? Uh, it just means like being in the moment and just taking some time. I mean, we always used to meet some kids and they were like, you know, oh my God, this kid is a nightmare. Like it's, and, and in the end it was just like, you just have to just talk to them and just be like, you, you have those kids where like they're overstimulated. They're like, they've got scheduled out of like, you know, there's so much scheduling where it, it's just like, sometimes you need to take that step back and say like, okay, no, you just have to just be, you know, and once you had that attention and, and talked to them, they were like different kids. And I think that's what Karen and I, when we were bringing up Georgia and Alice was like, we really wanted that to be our main focus. Right, so being present and yeah, I agree. Um, I There was a point in my life with Ella when I was a single mom with her, 
um, when she was little and she was very overscheduled for maybe a period of like six months mm -hmm. because she wanted to do so many things. And so I signed her up in all of these things. And then I found out, I found that we were both just running around so frazzled, mm -hmm. so stressed out trying to get from school and eat dinner into this activity. So that didn't last very long. And I, I totally agree about, you know, not overscheduling and just taking that time. And it sounds like you're talking about, you know, relating to kids on their level, talking them to them as humans, not just someone who needs to be directed and, and managed, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of it was almost like, I think some parents I knew was like, okay, did you really want children? Because you're not spending any time with them. Yeah. And it, it was like, okay, they're doing, you know, soccer three times a week and swimming and gymnastics and blah, 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 where, it, and it's like, you need obviously that balance. So obviously I think we're going to talk about that today where you need that as a, as an adult, you need that self-care and you need, you need that moment for yourself to, to be able to, you know, just deal with life and be a better person. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a fine balance in terms of letting them explore something that lets their creative creativity come through and lets them find find out something about themselves mm -hmm. and having that that moment allowing them to take care of their own selves as well. Yeah. Um no. so I you mentioned Karen. Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about Karen and and your uh journey into being a single parent? Um yeah. Um it's funny sometimes I obviously get still emotional to talk about it. Uh, of course. Um, uh, I came to Canada in 94. Uh, and just, <clears throat> I had left England, graduated, I came to visit a friend. Um, I met Karen at the end of that summer. Uh, we dated for a month. I then came back the following summer and we reconnected and fell in love and had, uh, I stayed. Um, mm -hmm. well, we had a business together uh, on Queen Street. Uh, we had a gift store for five years, which was had ups and downs, and unfortunately yeah. failed in two thousand and eight. Uh, so that was obviously a, a you know a tough moment in our lives. Right. And then she was never really fully. Always had some things going on uh, physically. And then, unfortunately, five years ago, she got stomach cancer and died. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's really difficult. And so, you know, your girls were 14 and... Eight, eight and 14. So, and it was fast. I mean, we were told in August from a naturopath that there are the, the that she didn't have cancer. There was zero chance she could have cancer. And then in January, she went, had a camera, went in. Uh, well, she had, basically, she'd got, there's, everyone has bacteria in their gut, and she was throwing up from this bacteria, which is common. Um, but we found out afterwards that a lot of women who are Japanese and Korean and Polish uh, have a high rate of cancer. Interesting. Coming from, uh, from the, this bacteria. They don't know what it is. Oh, um, Okay. And the, and the, the, the conversation was like, and the only way to, to find for, for stomach cancer is you put a camera down. Right. Uh, and, and we were told, oh, don't, don't even, it's not worth, because it's invasive, uh, all these markers you don't have, this is August. And, and then she was still not feeling well. And her doctor was like, okay, um, January 15th, I think. 
camera went down, stage four cancer. Oh my god. She she, she died in May. That's so 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 tragic. And so, how did your how did your girls cope? I mean, how does anybody cope with something like that? Uh, I mean, it was all a bit of a fog. I think those five months just trying to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen was never really in a lot of pain. And even through chemo, it wasn't though she had physically, she looked the same. There were just a series of events that went away from her. And in the end, it was her own decision to to leave us. Okay. Um, on her own terms. Right. Um, and there were some beautiful things that happened at the end, which uh, she was able to find out it was not genetic. Her mum died of, Karen's mum had passed of cancer. So... There was a worry that this there was a marker and right. that came back negative. We were able to tell her that on the last day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and she was able just to leave her memory with her girls and with you the way she wanted to, which is a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm the only one here, so we lent heavily, obviously, on friends and uh, my extended family and part of. Everything was just to keep life continuing. My girls danced ballet and they continued dancing ballet. I think that helped them focus and have that continuity. Um, the day that she passed away, Alice was... Um, it's okay. It's okay. Let's take a breath. There's no rush. Um, um, she was ballet Victoria. Wow. <clears throat> wow. And, uh, yeah, it was... Yeah. You're in the thick of things, and you come out of it, and the fog kind of parts, and you have to redesign and look at life through a different lens. And uh, I guess your priorities must have changed a lot. Yeah, they... Um, <clears throat> uh, Somebody gave me a couple of things to read, which really helped. Uh, uh, obviously, after Karen passed away, uh, Georgia went in to see this group therapy called Dr. J's, which unfortunately is no longer here. It was uh, around, you know, helping her cope the feelings. And right. uh, it's really amazing. And uh, I ended up doing some therapy in there, which I didn't even realize I was having. we went there for georgia and then there's suddenly like all these adults sat in a separate room talking about all their experiences which which helped oh that's great yeah um yeah therapy is so important you're in a safe place safe place yeah where you can talk about anything and um that's wonderful and how long did you do that for that was for about six months um and then just I had some amazing friends and they helped out incredibly. Uh, I mean, one of them told me about this article on Reddit. Uh, it's about waves of emotion. And mm-hmm. When you're in the thick of it, these waves are crashing over you and you're, you know, you're struggling to keep afloat. And then occasionally, like this moment, you'll have another wave or you'll find yourself in the grocery store yeah. or driving into Collingwood. And then <laughs> there's this thing where it's like, why am I crying? And then you realize this is like, here's a, and I'm not really a spiritual person, but there was these markers there. And then once you hot, this wave hit you, 
understanding what it was and kind of letting it wash then over you and out the back rather than pushing it down. Oh, that's so important. Kind of made it more of a made it a beautiful a beautiful thing. Uh, and I found we went to England this summer, and we were at the Victoria Albert Museum where Karen loved. Mm-hmm. And he got it again, and you acknowledge what it is, and you and you're like, oh, this is here for a reason and then it goes and then yeah you don't have to go back to the grocery store and cry and <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but crying in the grocery store is okay too i've definitely oh, been there 100 yeah. and you have this everyone has this scar tissue and the, the other thing is like everyone has this scar tissue down there the people you've dealt with shit throughout your life and you've stuffed down there and you've never really dealt with it and then once you deal with it, all this positive energy comes out. That's right. You're making space for something new and positive to be birthed, essentially. Totally. And as we know, positive energy and negative energy is all is very, it flows out and it's very easy to do. So obviously you have those negative people in your life mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what? There's only so much oxygen I can breathe. And you have to go and deal with yeah. your own things, but that can't be part of my life anymore. I can't carry I can't carry that anymore. But I'm I'm a very happy and positive person, and like I, that positive energy, I want to be around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some amazing people who would take Georgia for Wednesday afternoons after school, and so I could you know go out and be an adult, and you know yeah yeah. Well, that's incredible. And I know that community is so, that Given Shock community <laughs> is such an amazing one. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that, that you were there and that you had all of those wonderful people to, to lean on during that time. And so in terms of your positive outlook on life and making room, you know, letting negativity, letting it like work through it and letting it, and then releasing it essentially is what you've been doing. So is that something that you've been teaching your girls and actively, actively talking to your girls about? Yeah, I mean, we all have moments, I and mean, then there are moments I swear at my kids because they're <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's not like I'm not here in like some Valhalla where it's all yeah. roses. I mean, uh, but yeah. it, it's in that moment, uh, and you're good to have, and it is to say like you know, like you know, we had a month of Georgia in tears because we had to do a ballet bun which I'm not the best at. So, but it was like, we've got to work through it. And in the end, it's, uh, if that's the right. only problems in your life, you're like, it's, it, it, it's okay. And there would be like, things would break or yeah. things would be lost. And, you know, historically there would be a lot of yeah. drama around that where it's like, it's just money. Like it, things can be replaced. Like there's things to worry about, yeah. And there's things that are out of your control that you can't. Like it's uh, and and in the end, I think that makes you a better oh, person. I, I I totally agree. I totally agree. It's about learning how to sort of move through life with that it, through that place of non-reaction. You know, without having that emotional reaction mm-hmm. to everything or that that reaction that is triggered from a deep place within you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not, it's not easy, but, and oftentimes it takes a lot of loss or a really difficult situation that you have to go through as a person to bring somebody to this state Mm -hmm. of being. Yeah. So, but ultimately I think that 
you know, all of these lessons and everything that you're instilling in your kids is just going to make them stronger, better, more wonderful people in the world, which is great. I think empathy is the biggest thing. It's just empathy. Yeah. And and they do that. We we've we've become and I see that in Georgia now and I see that in Alice and myself. We're connectors. We we have people in our lives and Georgia was very shy and introverted now and now when I go now and have a conversation with a school teacher, it's like, yeah, I struggled to keep Georgia in a seat. Like she her <laughs> Her social network has grown to 10 or 12 people. I mean, it's, it's actually awesome to see her really get out of that. Uh, and, when, and Alice just moved out. Funnily enough, so oh, I'm wow. in a con- Yeah, so she's, I'm in the fourth floor of a condo building and she moved out yeah. one floor to live with her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So she's so uh, close, yeah. but she has her own space. Totally. And historically before, so after Karen passed away, I couldn't change anything. We couldn't change a picture. I couldn't get a car. Like, George, this was very grounding for Georgia. She needed nothing to be changed. Okay. And then the day after Alice moved out, Georgia came and said, it's time to take my baby picture, my baby toys away. It's oh, time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really. And then she's she's flourished. I mean, her and her friends, they're like 80s feral kids. They're running around <laughs> the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah getting into <laughs> there's like a group of boys and girls you know they're all figuring things out and you know it's actually really good to see it's so good yeah um that was exactly ella's experience as well um at that stage of her life so and i loved it i, I thought wow this is a throwback to when i was a kid they, don't, they have a lot of freedom mm-hmm. and the neighborhood is so great um because Everyone knows everybody, right? Oh, totally. But I mean, you you go, you have to be street smart. I mean, yes. There's some very judgy people here. Yes. You're living downtown Toronto, but I think it grows up and you are able, I'll come home from work sometimes and George is not home. She's like, <clears throat> and they're all hanging out and doing things in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. And it's amazing. You, you want to see that. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So we talked about um, how you are really conscious about being present mm-hmm. as a as a father. In terms of how you were raised, is that the only thing that you're maybe doing differently? Or are there other things that you are really intentionally bringing into the way you parent that you didn't have growing up? Sure. Um, and I think also this is not just parenting, but even coming from the relationship I had with Karen as well and how she dealt with and doing things was mm-hmm. um, not just criticizing, <clears throat> just not saying this is wrong. Mm. It's more, right? okay, uh, here's what you're doing wrong, but here's a pathway of what you should be doing and showing them that there's a thing to do. Um, yes. I think uh, th- that's really significant. And, and how I've changed and I, I do and I kind of got that from so I co- I'm addicted to soccer mm-hmm. football so I play and I've coached and I've done that and I've seen that where there's a coach who'll be like you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong where it's like okay you did that wrong let me take you aside try doing it this way try doing it right. that way and then you'll figure it out for yourself yeah sometimes a little direction is all that's needed right it's some suggestions yeah totally that's really nice that's really nice yeah. <laughs>
Um, not really. It's just the definition of excess is, I mean, I fail every day. <laughs> like, the, you know, there's always mistakes I do. And uh, the definition of excess is just trying to create meaningful memories. Wow. So after Karen passed away, it would be like, the girls love reading Anne of Green Gables and like, hey, we've always wanted to go on a horse and buggy. So it's like, okay, let's go to Niagara Falls, Niagara on the Lake, and go on a horse and buggy for an right. hour. <laughs> and things like that. And let's 100%, do it. Oh, yeah. We'd have people in our lives who would come and give Georgia $20 and, it, and I'd have to take them aside and say like, Georgia doesn't want money. Go take her for an ice cream for once a month. Yeah. She's going to get so much more benefit out of that. Yeah, that interaction. She's just going to spend $20 on stupid gummy worms <laughs> or something. Like, it's like, <laughs> but she's going to remember. To, but she's going to remember if you want to come last Thursday and every month, it's like, oh, it's go on uh, in Korean, it's emo, or uh, it's like a, mm. that's a thing. Both of you are going to get yeah. something out of that better. Yes, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Mm, thank you. All right, so... In one word, if you can answer this in one word, what does being a mindful parent mean to you? And I think you've already answered it, but mm -hmm. we'll see what you say. Ah, being a mindful parent. I think it's, I think, I mean, obviously I think the word being present was in there, but I think empathy is just big, which I think is needed more in all society right now. Um, it's, you know, understanding what's triggering this? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you being yeah. upset? Why am I being upset <laughs> over this? Why is this triggering me? Why am I getting angry yeah. over this? Uh, <clears throat> and taking a moment and then afterwards, if something blows up to say like, hey, look, you know, this triggered me and I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have gone over the top of this. That, that I think that's, that's it. And, and, you know, that's so interesting because that's another thing that perhaps a lot of us didn't grow up with is even if our parents did lose their cool, which does happen mm. to everybody, there there yeah. wasn't necessarily the conversation afterwards about why it happened or what they were thinking or feeling. Mm -hmm. um, because I think there was that dynamic of I'm the parent, I'm right, no matter what, you're the kid, you do oh, what yeah. I say. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And then with the smack of the back of the head, which is, I mean, it's all <laughs> that's changed. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, discipline has also needs to be a thing. I mean, your kids like boundaries. Kids boundaries, thrive yes. on um, structure mm -hmm. that I've seen. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, and I've had friends where, you know, they've been single parents and kids are juggling and they don't know where they are and they're all over the place. And once they've had that, oh, this is where I'm being, this is where I'm going to do, they take off. Mm -hmm. I think we all need a bit of that, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, it's been so, so wonderful to chat with you. And if I could just ask you one more question, it would be, <laughs> you know, what are you most looking forward to in terms of continuing to watch your girls grow up? Um, it's all part of it. I mean, it's seeing them become the humans, seeing them fall in love, uh, if and when that happened, uh, falling in love with myself again yeah um it, it's being open to that uh and seeing the boundaries uh it was oh, the we had actually of all the things in the pandemic 
the girls and I had an incredible pandemic. We had a she was actually a really good time. They were really strong mentally health. Um, That's great. Actually, I did, actually dated somebody for three and a half years, and which finished this summer. Um, mm -hmm. And it actually just helped me realize I can fall in love again. That's wonderful. Um, and I have fallen in love again, and it's but it it also those three years we were doing things and uh, doing a bit of blending of families and seeing like the awkwardness where mm -hmm. it's like okay that's not George is not ready for that. It's just you know right. uh, Alice is and she's happy and you know you know encouraging of of dating and things and uh, but it it's just seeing their journey and being really. I mean, I'm loving, I mean, Alice has always been a very empathetic and strong person and just, just seeing George, I think, flourish now. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I, I, I'm laughing to tell George, and it's like, okay, people need to book you now in six months. <laughs> <laughs> She's, She's so, so popular. popular. <laughs> Oh, that's great for her. Uh, I mean, she's, yeah. 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 She was out shopping in Kensington Market with her friends all Sunday. And it was like, yeah, it's perfect. It's like, yeah. we're kind of living our best lives right now. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And I think it's incredible. And, you know, everything that you've been through and every the way you're, you're, you're showing up for your girls and just showing them, you know, that it's possible to move through grief. It's possible to remain present. And it's possible to... <laughs> emerge happy and positive yeah. and still have this wonderful outlook on like life well you had to i mean in the end that you had two options i had two options yeah be awesome or not <laughs> <laughs> i'm not and i'm not awesome all the time but you know i, I uh, you know i was channel things like i if i do things i'll like you know i i'll play soccer and i channel i there's a soccer kevin who is a very different person i'm but sure like, yeah i can able to <laughs> And you all, we all need those things. Like, you know, the girls danced or painted or, and everyone needs that in their life. Yeah. You, you just need to be not sat on the couch. You need just to be yeah. active and, and doing something. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this has been so great to talk to you mm -hmm. and thank you so much for coming on the show and best of luck with everything in the future with the girls and yourself. Thank you very much for having me.